Hey guys, welcome to the fourth episode of Movie Podders. Again, as always, it's myself, Brian, with my good friend, Ryan. How are you doing today, Ryan? Aye, not too bad, you? Yeah, pretty good. Early, we're getting up early on Saturdays to do these, so it's my day off. And we don't get a long lie, that's how committed we are to this, this cause. Yeah, I'm off to deal with the Scottish public after this, so <laughs> you can imagine my joy and enthusiasm at that. That sounds like a terrible day. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than you than me. I'm off to see Planet of the Apes. I'm going to go meet Amelia for lunch and then I'm going to go watch Planet of the Apes after this. So I win. I'm winning. Nice. Yes, very much so. Um, so what's, what, what's on the show today? Uh, so today we're going to cover all of the latest trailers that came out of Comic Con, like all the big ones. So we'll be talking Ready Player One, Justice League, and Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok um, as well as a few others um, we're also going to be covering some of the biggest movie news um, doing the rundown so that'll be covering all the other movie news that we've not got time to go into in a bit more detail um, we'll also speak about our favourite sports movies and then we're going to take some of your Twitter questions cool what's the first trailer we've got then <clears throat> so the first one is for Ready Player One um, bear with me, anyone who's actually listening to this, it is quite a big synopsis, so I'll go through it just to give you a quick idea of what the movie's about. Um, so in a dystopian near future, much of Earth's population centres have become slum-like cities. To escape their desolation, people engage in virtual reality world of the Oasis. Now, you ready? <laughs> the Oasis stands for Ontologically Anthropocentric Sensory Immersive Simulation where they can engage in numerous activities for work, education and entertainment. Waydone Watts is a teenager from Columbus, Ohio, who frequents Oasis and attempts to win Anorak's Game, a game created by the recently deceased creator of Oasis, James Halliday, um, in search of its Easter egg. The winner is to be granted full ownership of the Oasis and Halliday's $240 billion fortune um, well, Wade works with several friends from the Oasis to discover Anorak's treasure. The corporate giant Innovative Online Industries employs a number of players to try to discover the, f- the treasure. Sorry, discover the treasure first and seize control of Oasis for themselves. Movie starring Mark Rylance, Ben Mendelsohn, T.J. Miller, Simon Pegg, Ty Sheridan, and Olivia Cook. So. As someone who, you've not read the book, what did you think of, of this trailer? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, it was one of the ones that stood out for me from all the Comic-Con stuff that dropped um, from reading the synopsis. I think you kind of told me roughly what it was about before, and from what you've told me, it sounds a bit like a kind of modern-day Charlie a Chocolate Factory type thing, like with the golden ticket and trying to find like a treasure type thing and going through like the factory and so uh, I, I like the look of it I like obviously all the wee easter eggs that you do get in the, the trailer and all the wee nods to other like, kind of pop culture things so yeah, yeah overall quite interested but I'm looking forward to, to seeing a bit more from it yeah um, I really enjoyed it. it when I first watched it I was a bit unsure just because um, I was sort of looking for all the things I would recognise but I think when you take a step back and you watch it again you realise that when um, I think it's Ernest Klein who, who wrote it was writing the book he could reference anything he wanted to 
because mm-hmm. he's not he's not restricted by license. Whereas obviously Warner Brothers are producing the movie, so they can't just chuck in Star Wars characters, or do you know what I mean, or Indiana Jones or whoever yeah. who's mentioned in the book because they don't have the creative license for these characters. So I kind of like that they've just they've kept that. There's so many Easter eggs in there. Um, mm. The the ones I noticed myself um, were obviously the DeLoreans quite heavily involved in it, which actually made me want a new Back to the Future film. I never realised I wanted <laughs> one, but it's just because some of the things they were able to do with the DeLorean, like there's a bit where it there's, it's like it's like flying around a corner, and it quickly goes between hovering to driving again. To help mm-hmm. myself go in the corner, and just like cool shots like that that we couldn't really get in Back to the Future, yeah. just because the technology wasn't there. Um, there's Iron Giant, Freddy Krueger, Deathstroke, and Harley Quinn. Um, I was trying to work out, like, see how the the racing part on with the cars and they're all sort of jumping over, like a big gap. It's, I, I assume that's Hot Wheels. I don't know if that's a reference to that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's Akira's in there as well. Uh, just before we started this um, podcast, I watched a little video with IGN, and they've got loads of Easter eggs, like ones I just had. I had, I would never have noticed them. Um, some really cool ones. It's only lasts about a minute forty seconds. It's definitely worth checking that out just to see um, all the Easter eggs. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a good trailer. I think if it, it, it's difficult because I know what the what it's about and. I think if you just watch that trailer, I think you still have no real idea of what the movie's about. It's just a, it just looks action packed and a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, definitely, I, I'm, I'm definitely interested. I think it's going to be a little bit different from the book, but I'm kind of okay with that um, as long as it's still good. Yeah, uh, I think, I think like see like from what I read in the synopsis, I don't think that comes across in any way in the, the trailer there, like sure. the trailer gives you, I suppose it's only meant to be a, a teaser or something really probably, but you don't get like any sense of what the actual story is sure. um, I mean, about the film. And at the very end of the trailer there's a bit with a key and the keys, yeah. are, the keys are important all the way through the film, they, they, they need to find these keys to unlock the next level sort of thing so right, okay. um, that's that was like the for me that was the only hint of where, that it was still part of the same story that they are on this adventure to to it's kind of like a virtual reality treasure hunt type thing so no I'm, I'm happy enough with it and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it um, I think it, some of the action looks amazing um, I just love to I really seeing the DeLorean again just like <laughs> is amazing <laughs> um, yeah so next up that we are sorry next trailer that we're going to talk about is the Justice League um, so this one months after the events of Batman v Superman uh, and inspired by Superman's apparent sacrifice for humanity, Bruce Wayne and Diana Prince assemble a team of metahumans consisting of Barry Allen, Arthur Curry, and Victor Stone to face the catastrophic. Tra- sorry, catastrophic. I can't say a word. Cat- is that right? Catastrophic. <laughs> yeah. I don't right, think it's obviously. so. Ha- I don't think it's so harsh at the end of it. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> uh, catastrophic. Oh my threat. God. Catastrophic threat you know, of catastrophic Steppen- threat of <laughs> Steppenwolf. <laughs> it's early, guys. We're up Aye. early. Yeah. So, catastrophic threat of Steppenwolf and his army of parademons who are on the hunt for three mother boxes on Earth. So, we've got Gal Dot coming back for this, Jason Momoa, Ben Affleck, 
Henry Cavill, Ray Fisher, and Ezra Miller, and it's it's directed by Zach Snyder slash Joss Whedon. Yeah, obviously, um, for those who don't know, Zach Snyder was directing it, and it a terrible um, family tragedy happened, mm-hmm. um, which is why Josh Whedon's on there as well. He sort of stepped in to sort of help finish the movie. I think it will very much will be still have a Zack Snyder feel to it just by this trailer. Um, although there is a bit more humour in it, which is obviously something Josh Whedon is uh, maybe more, we get more of that in his films than we do um, Zack mm-hmm. Snyder. Um, I don't think I enjoyed this Justice League one as much as the last one. Um, there was three really cool lines in it. Um, well, at least that, things that, that in terms of the dialogue that I picked up. Both two of them were from Alfred, which he had the best lines in the Batman v Superman, yeah, trailers as well. So he did, but there, there was one from I think I'm pretty sure it's Steppenwolf talking when he obviously mentions there's no lanterns to protect, um, which is kind of cool because we've we've not had any references, at least I don't think, to the lanterns before. So I quite enjoyed that, and the, the two lines from Alfred that I kind of liked was like. Um, when he says like one misses the day when all one had to worry about was exploding wind up penguins and then obviously right at the very end he's like he said you'd come let's hope you're not too late and he's clearly talking to someone and it kind of looks like there's a like a red like in the bottom right hand corner of the screen it kind of looks like a red shoulder and you're just it has to be Superman surely yeah, I feel like it's a fake out but again I'm at the same time there's too much kind of adding up there but should be him. I don't see it being anybody else, and we're um, feeling as hard if, if it isn't him. But um, I mean, yeah, I think I'm. As, sorry, on you go. I was just gonna say I think I'm the same as you. Like, generally, thought it was an alright trailer. It looks very CG heavy. That's yeah, probably one of my main complaints about it. Like, going off here, what we're talking about in our uh, Dunkirk review. If you've not listened to it, everybody. <laughs> um, but I like just how we're talking about. It. We prefer like practical effects, and this just looks like there's very little practical stuff in the movie. So um, I'm not too sure how I feel about that. But yeah, I feel alright. Some of the I, I like I liked all the lines that you were talking about, but there were some other ones that just simple stuff that I'd, was it by any chance. Jason Momoa. All yes, oh, yes. right. What I <laughs> hated, right. I hated that bit. Like, and what that's one of the points I picked up because in the first trailer, he was one of my. I thought he was the best thing in the first trailer, and and then the more he said, because he says a lot more in this, I'm like, mm, I'm not convinced. Like his acting's good enough, and like when you think about what he's been in, when like Conan the Barbarian, which I've not, I've not seen that film, but. So I can't say whether I like it or not, but if you look at how everyone else reacted to it, no one liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't do much in Game of Thrones, except grunts a lot. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And so yeah, there's a lot of bumping in it. <laughs> he does. He's fond of that. <laughs> um, but so yeah, that that all right thing just really, I don't know, irritated me. Yeah, uh, it was one of the ones that was like. For me, is it? It's still riding that line. Like that's why I've, I think I still maybe don't have full faith in it. Like again, not seeing Wonder Woman yet. I don't. I can't really say that that's put me back in the sure. like having hope for it. But I, things like that still give me a wee bit of fear that it might end up being a bit of a disaster. Yeah. Um, 
No, I, I'm I'm hopeful, but I'm not. Um, my expectations are I feel at a good level, which is yeah. probably the best thing, best place to be at. Um, so what's for, what's for the last trailer today? So the last one we'll go over is uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, so after the events of Avengers Age of Ultron and four years after the events of Thor The Dark World, Thor, held captive on planet Sakaar without his hammer, must win a gladiatorial duel against his old friend, the Hulk, in order to return to Asgard in time to stop the villainous Hela and their impending Ragnarok, the doom of the Asgardian civilization. Uh, almost made it all the way through that one. <laughs> civilization. Uh, so we've got Chris Hemsworth back as Thor, Mark Ruffalo as uh, the Hulk, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, um, Benedict Cumberbatch, Kate Blanchett, Idris Elba, and the movie is directed by Taika Waititi. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, I, I, I seem to find things, to pick out things that I didn't like about it more than things that I did like about it. Really? Yeah, um, I, th- I think it looks amazing. Um, I have a bit of a problem with the way Thor speaks in, in it. Mm. I mean, and, I, and you can sort of you can justify it because he spent more time with humans now, so like, he, but he, he speaks more like he's from Earth now than 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 as if he's from Asgard. Um, I think I, I love Mark Ruffalo. I'll just put that out there before I say this, but the, the fact that he's wearing a suit jacket in space, I don't know, bugs bugs me for some <laughs> reason. I'm getting on the fashion thing this week, Ryan. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know, it feels weird. And I feel like he has this sort of, like, dumb child-like look all the way through the trailer. Like, we had a fight? That mm. doesn't seem right. And then the bit when you see Loki, and he, if you look at Mark Ruffalo, he's just, like, standing there with his mouth open and his eyes open. And obviously that's what he's been asked to do. But I just, I don't know, I found it a bit... Um, not off-putting, but I just, I, just, I just noticed it quite a bit. And so, we'll see. I'm buzzing for it. Like I think it looks brilliant. Um, I, I just love like the whole vibe that they've got going with, with like the, uh, like the retro kind of titles that they're they're using yeah. um, with it and the music that went along with it as well. Um, I, I can understand what you're saying about the way Thor speaks because I did think that, but at the same time, it didn't didn't really bother me. Like I just I kind of liked that he's kind of got a remix of his own old style kind of chat going on as well as like modern day human. Chat, so yeah. I like that that kind of remix that they had going. Like, like um, of the fact that he, through all like the kind of previous Marvel films, when anyone he's been in, he's always been like one of the the funnier characters. Yeah. Well, especially and, when there's more there's more characters in the film as well. Yeah, and I think that they're really like playing on that, and I, I like the look of the the humor in it. I think it, or maybe need to watch it doesn't go like too much or uh, have too much humor in it. But um, no, all in all, I like the look of it, and it's just kind of increased my, um, my excitement for it. Did you notice when, like, I was looking for like wee Easter eggs on it? And did you notice like at the very start of the trailer, one of them at all? Mm, don't think so. So there's a bit where the spaceships flying in, and you see it looks like there's heads of previous winners of the. I'm assuming what's winners of the, like the gladiatorial stuff and. Um, one of them is I can't remember what's the the name of like the person, uh, Bitter Bill. Oh, it looks right. like Bitter Bill's face is there, and 
there's I think it's Aries as well. So the better like, Bell one makes obviously a lot of sense because he's in uh, yeah Planet Hulk yeah. So so yeah, I wonder if they're maybe going to like introduce him at some point, or if they're just going to keep away from that. It'd be interesting to see. It's been teased quite a lot, though. Doesn't isn't there like a a head like his, like a skill like his, in the opening scene of Gardens of the Galaxy as well? Oh, is there? I, I'm, I think that I'm remember. sure I'm sure there is. Like when when uh, Peter's like, you know, when he's going to get that well, the orb for the first time, and he's sort of dancing, listening to. Oh really? I'm sure you see a a head like that at the start. Maybe I'm maybe I'm and I'm and I'm also think you see one as well when the I could just be making this up, but I'm I'm pretty certain you see one as well when do you know when Gamora and um what's her sister called? Uh, oh my god. Oh anyway. <laughs> when 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 they're um Know how when they find the all those all those skills at the bottom of uh, Eagle, yeah, the, the living planet. They see all them. I'm sure there's one in there as well. Hmm, I never noticed. Never uh, noticed. But yeah, I, I, what my hope for the film is like I I hope I get a little bit more of Hulk in the arena than just him and Thor. I would love like an opening scene with Hulk like in there just because this is this is our planet Hulk. We're not gonna get we're not gonna get a planet Hulk, not not anytime soon anyway. And that's probably I, I think I can speak for you and this is probably both of one of our favourite comics. Yeah. And so I would just love a little bit of of a uh, just a little bit more than just, just uh Hulk and Thor. Not too much because it's a Thor film at the end of the day, but that would be really cool. I'd love that. I, th- I think we, we we will because they were talking about that. Um, I can't remember the, the character's name, but the big rock guy from um, Planet Hulk. He's uh, he's he's in it, and I think there's a, a couple of others that are sure. mentioned that are going to be in it. So I think there must be there's going to be something um, to that, something more to that kind of part of it. Um, by the way, I just looked up his nebula. It was annoying me yeah, too much nebula. to not mention it. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's all the main trailers we covered anyway. Um, I'll just run off some of the other ones that we released and we just had a quick watch of. Um, probably won't go into too much detail, but just mention anything of note. So there was Brad Status, um, starring Ben Stiller and Austin Abrams. Message from the King, so Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman. Wick Evans is in it as well. The Vault with James Franco and Taron Manning. Um, Suburbicon, Matt Damon and Julianne Moore and the last one which I know that you loved was It um, with Bill Skarsgård and Finn Wolfhard the wee boy from Stranger Things um, Anything, <laughs> any of those trailers sort of stand out to you, interested in any of them? Yeah, um, the one that kind of surprised me that I wasn't looking forward to, or not not so much wasn't looking forward to, but just really had no interest in, was the Suburbicon one. I quite like the look of that. Um, looks quite interesting, and the vault like took me a wee bit by surprise. I thought it was going to be some kind of bank robbery movie, but it takes a wee bit of a turn. So yeah, yeah those were the ones that kind of stood out. The Suburbicon one's funny because see that very first scene with the postman, you're like, oh, this kind of has a Truman Show feel. About it, yeah. and it just flips like straight away. It changes into a completely different uh, movie. Um, I, I would say it. Um, 
for those of you who don't know, myself and Ryan can only be considered <laughs> as a nice Scottish word, a bunch of Jessies when it comes to horror movies. Um, we have sat together and watched horror movies yeah, and hugged a pillow together. <laughs> yeah, just sat really close to each other for safety and comfort. <laughs> um, I, but it looks good though. Like, but my mm-hmm. problem is, is that I don't know if I've anyone down here to go see it with. I can't see it myself. Like, I, I'm too. <laughs> I'm just when I watch horror film, I'm too on edge. Like, I'm, it's, I just stress out. I'm, like, I'm that person that that wants to be go. Why? What are you doing? Why are you going in there? Stop it! <laughs> just step away from that. Like, it really stresses me out. Um, but it, it does look good. How it looks creepy. Um, in terms of the the vault, the one you said. I thought, like, at first I was like, this looks rubbish, then I thought, oh no, this looks good, but then it, it gets a bit silly, I think. Yeah. And I just yeah. think, that there was a bit where it, it did turn, and you're like, oh, this is going to be like some sort of horror-type thriller-type thing. And then it just got a bit over-the-top silly, so, like, I feel like, well, I've, I've seen that film now, I don't need to 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 go watch that. Yeah, anyway. I think I was the same as well, pretty much. Like it just it took me by, by surprise. Yeah. With, like the week in a turn, changing into like a kind of horror movie, so I kind of like that um, just part like of it. James Franco's like that has the weirdest movie choices ever, like <laughs> yeah. because apparently for the, it's called the Room. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's like getting really a lot of buzz uh, for his performance in the Room, and people saying he's amazing in it. Like maybe he'll get like nominated and all the rest of it, and then he, and then this film looks dreadful, <laughs> and I feel that's James Franco's career. Mm-hmm. Like he does, like like his 127 hours he done, and, which yeah. was really good in, and but then he'll do something like, um, I don't know, The Wizard of Oz, which wasn't a good movie. Do you know what I mean? And then he then he does Planet of the Apes, which is good, not great, not an amazing performance, but like good, solid and, and good good movie. Um, I don't know. Anyway, we'll mo- we'll we'll move on to the news just before we do that, guys. Obviously, check out all the trailers yourself and. Let us know if there's which ones you've preferred, which ones you thought were, were looked really good, you're excited for, which ones you you maybe wait until they you're not even come out in DVD, until you're flicking through the TV channels and they're on there. Um, again, sadly, for this week, again, our first news is, pr- is pretty sad. And um, John Heard passed away this week. Um, and most people will know John Heard from the same thing. He, he was the dad in Home Alone. Um, which uh, is probably my favourite Christmas movie so it's quite a strange thing and, uh, I, I, it's the only thing I've ever really seen him in I know he's in he's in Prison Break um, as well but in terms of movies that's the thing I, I, I know most for um, so I was, quite, I was quite a wee shocked to see that and uh, like I always wondered what, what his character did in Home Alone to, to be able to afford that massive house <laughs> to this day they had <laughs> Did you see it like this? It's huge. It's like yeah, a, it looks like a hotel. <laughs> um, but it's just like that. Um, what is it like? She shouts at the end of the second one. Kevin, you spend nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars on room service. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I thought it was pretty sad that, that he's, he's, he's passed away. Yeah, it was. Um, at first, like I heard it on the radio, and I thought they said John Hurt, and I was like, he's dead already. And then I realised like who it was, and I was like, "Oh Jesus!" Like, 
I think, as you say, I think everybody knows him from from one thing pretty much. So, uh, yeah, sad, sad to hear um, that he'd passed, and another unfortunate one. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So our, our next little bit of news is that James Bond twenty five gets a release date. It will be November eighth, two thousand and nineteen. This is I don't know why this bugs me a bit, but this is for the states, and then everybody else just says it'll be released in the UK earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's also said that it will soon have a director uh, with deadline saying that the, the free front runners are Jan is it Jan Demange? I think so yeah who's, who made the movie 71 which is actually his only feature film um, there's, I can't say this guy's name Dennis <laughs> Denny Villeneuve Villeneuve um, who done his last two films were Arrival and Sicario and uh, David uh, McKenzie, who's done Hell or High Water and Start Up, they're sort of his two two biggest films. Um, how, do, how do you feel about the a new James Bond, and also um, out of these three, if these three are the front runners, who would you prefer to be be the director? Uh, yeah, well, it depends on what kind of direction they're going with it. They're sticking with what they've all because it looks like Daniel Craig staying with it, so. Um, it depends on if they stick with the kind of style of James Bond movies that they've had with him previously. I assume they were going because it'd be strange to change the style for that Bond that we already know who's sure. a different kind of style. So, uh, yeah, um, interested to see what they, they do with it. Just what what you're saying about like the release date thing annoying you, it's something to do with James Bond apparently. Like it's a thing that they do, like specifically with James Bond, that it always gets released in the UK earlier than everywhere else. So I don't know why. That I think uh, it's just because it, he's it, British. It's more so. It doesn't bother me. That it's I, I like it when films are released in the states more. Obviously, we get all the super no, in the UK first because we get all the superhero films before before the states, which I like. I don't have to look in <laughs> for spoilers on like stay away from spoilers on the internet. But I don't understand why. How do they already have the US date and not have the UK date? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a week before them. I, I, I don't know, I read something the other day about it, I can't remember, but something saying something to do with that. Um, but anyway, like on, on the directors, yeah, uh, I've, uh, I would obviously straight away, I think, go for Denny Villeneuve because he's done like just so many good films recently and uh, he just seems like a high-caliber director, so I think he would probably be the first choice, but... David McKenzie as well. Like I've not, I've got Hell of High Water sitting here as a Blu-ray, and I've still not watched it. And I've, but I've heard like so much, like good stuff about it. And um, I think Starred Up has kind of got good reviews from what I remember. And I, I didn't have any interest in it, but I remember the Kieran, it wasn't actually that bad a movie. So Jack, um, Jack McConnell, isn't it? Isn't it? Is it? I yeah. the I. He's also so, in seventy-one as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, aye, aye. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so either of those two, really, I would be happy enough with. But um, probably Denny would get my, my vote. Although I think, ideally, I would want maybe the likes of uh, Chris Nolan to come in and have a shot at it. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy either way, really, I think. Well, the, the article in Deadline does mention Christopher Nolan is in the running and Edgar Wright. Oh, Edgar Wright would be interesting. I don't know if but he, he would no, Not when Daniel Craig's still James Bond. Because yes. because 
if Edgar Wright's doing a James Bond film, I want an Edgar Wright James Bond. Mm-hmm. Like I want his style in the movie. You can't you can't just change. If it's still Daniel Craig, you can't just flip it on its head like that. It would be too inconsistent. Um, I, out of the guys that we've mentioned there, though, I, I, I'm the same as you. I would pick uh, Villeneuve. I, I haven't seen Hell or High Water either, and I've got it on Blu-ray as well. Oh, really? I thought you had. No, I've got. I bought it on Blu-ray, and I've not. I've still not watched it yet. Um, so I really need to get round to to doing that. But do, even just going by his last two films, Villeneuve. I loved Arrival, it was in my top 10 when it was out last year and Sicario was in my top 10 as well um, they're both amazing films and then I haven't seen Enemy which she did with Jake Gyllenhaal but I, I, seen, I watched, I saw Prisoners which is a really good film as well yeah, so he's sort of just and as far as I know Enemy's good as well so he's on this really good role at the moment of like of, of making really good movies um, so I and would he's be. Got Blade Runner coming up as well, isn't he? Exactly. Um, yeah, it's Blade Runner out this year, so he's making a lot. He's making a lot of movies just now. They're sort of coming out uh, year after year. What's really interesting as well is because obviously Blade Runner's probably his first big budget film. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how he does with that. But but what was good about this James Bond when it first came out with Daniel Craig is it felt a lot more gritty. Than, than a James Bond we've got before and and his films are are, are definitely like that they've got a lot of grit <laughs> in them but they are though they're, they're quite intense and they're, they're pretty serious movies and so I, I probably would quite enjoy him as a, a directing Daniel Craig and probably which probably will be his last his last James Bond film yeah I think so as well I, I kind of feel like he should have probably stepped away from it at the end of the last one but Bond's one of these franchises that <clears throat> I don't really care enough about it that if they yeah. decide to like keep going the way they're going then I'll probably still like watch it and if they don't if they decide to go a different route then again I'll still go and see it so sure. I don't really care enough to to be that bothered about it yeah no, that's fair enough um, so next story we've got is Tom Hardy is producing and he's also hoping to star in uh, a Bosnian conflict movie, My War Gone By, I Miss It So. Um, he's using the source material um, from war reporter and journalist uh, Anthony Lloyd's uh, book. Uh, this follows uh, how he left England at 26 to cover the conflict in Bosnia uh, and saw the brutal struggle uh, before returning home to deal with psychological scars and substance abuse. Um, that article was in the the Empire. Um, any interest in Tom Hardy producing a movie and hoping to star in it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like what we're talking about with the Dunkirk stuff as well. Is Tom Hardy's one of these people who, as soon as they're kind of if they're attached to something, then they've got my interest with it. So um, I'm interested to that extent. It sounds from what what you've read out there, it sounds um, interesting enough. So. Yeah, it's again, it's something I would, I'd give a go and um, see what it's all about. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. No worries. Yeah, I think um, what, what kind of interested me is like when, when we see Tom Hardy in films, um, he, he's, he plays the muscle quite a lot, doesn't he? Um, mm-hmm. In terms of he, he's the one doing the fighting. And, and obviously with this, 
this movie, he's, it sounds more like he's going to be a journalist and trying to capture what the Bosnian war was like. Um, so I'm really interested in that side of things, and obviously, um, I wonder how they'll how they'll film it. I kind of hope it's kind of like um, it goes back and forth between him, him at home, and the struggles he's having from from what he's witnessed in, during war, and and obviously the the struggles he's having with his, his substance abuse to going back to to when he was like in this war. Um, and how, he, how he's coping it at, with it at the present time. Um, kind of also interesting, obviously, because this was in our lifetime, this one. Mm-hmm. Um, most war movies that we watch are, out, are outside of our, our lifetime. So, I, I mean, I remember when Yugoslavia was still a country, so it'd be quite interesting to see, to see it from that point of view as well. Um, no, but you're right, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy in anything, he, he's... He's not. You can't really go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so our last sort of news story um, today, at least, is um, D- DC have confirmed that there's there's going to be nine nine movies. So there's nine movies that they've confirmed, which is Aquaman, Shazam, Suicide Squad Two, The Batman, Justice League Dark, Batgirl, Green Lantern Corps, The Flash slash Flashpoint, and Wonder Woman Two. Um, first of all, what do you think of the fact that they've they ha- they seem to have like a plan of where they want to go, and then second of all, out of those nine movies listed, are there any that jump out to you in terms of concern or in terms of sort of excitement? Um, well, I'm still not convinced they've got like an actual plan because it feels like it's because they do not have like what they said was yeah. a plan previously, and then that's changed because. Batman v Superman didn't do so well and Suicide Squad didn't do so well so um, we'll, we'll see how it goes for now um, ones that jump out at me is quite like, quite like, uh, quite liking the look of um, Shazam being kind of brought up earlier than what was expected I'm interested to see where that goes so um, yeah looking forward to seeing what's kind of produced from that and what we get from that some, at some point Um Obviously, the Batman uh, wanting to to see that. Hopefully, we still get Ben keeping his, his role, but I don't yeah. doesn't, doesn't I don't think it looks too likely. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, a couple of interesting ones is obviously the Green Lantern core. Like, if depending on what they decide to or what they're going to do with that, like what kind of again, how many people are going to be involved in that, and uh, open up. It'll probably be, that'll be like. They're kind of Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, to yeah. a certain extent. And um, then, obviously, with the Flash, you've got Flashpoint, so that gives them an opportunity to kind of reset the, the universe if they want and play about with stuff. So, uh, overall, it looks like an alright slate. I can't, as I say, I can't put much faith in it because of previous um, announcements sure. they've made. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you straight, straight away. Like, the first thing I thought is just like, well, we've we've already seen, we've already seen this, <laughs> like like when they released Batman v when they I remember the Comic Con when Batman v Superman, it wasn't too long after that they released this big slate of films that they were going to be doing, mm-hmm. um because obviously Flash has been pushed back for so far, do you know what I mean? They've it's had like three directors and been pushed back, um 
in terms of the ones that jump out to me, um, the main one is is the Flash and Flashpoint. I don't know. Have you read Flashpoint or watched the the animation? No, I've not read it, but I know like what it's about, kind of roughly. It's excellent. It's it's probably one of my favorite DC comics. Um, the little animation movie is great as well. So I think this may, if since we're talking about movies, you should watch that. It's really anyone should watch that. It's, it's really good. Um, so I would like to see. It'd be interesting to see how they would how they would um, do it on on obviously sort of live action. Um, for me as well, the, the other two would be the Batman and and Wonder Woman too, just because I, I love Wonder Woman so much. So if you tell me I'm getting a second one, and then I'm I'm happy about that. I want to see. I want to see where they go. Especially we know some details about that. It's going to be set in the eighties. Um, so I was going to mention another thing about it, but you've not seen it yet, so I don't want to <laughs> spoil it for you. Uh, Sorry. The yeah. The apologies to the rest of the audience who have seen it. <laughs> I can't discuss that part though because Ryan's too lazy. Um, the the Batman, yeah, I'm hopeful that Batfleck will still be will still be um, Batman at that point. Uh, but we'll see. But it's Batman. Batman's the best, so I'll always see Batman movies. Um, just quickly break down the rundown. There's just lots of lots of lots of movie news come out um, this week as usual. So we'll just quickly highlight some stuff that sort of came up to us. A lot of it's superhero heavy just because Comic Con was last weekend and so that's mm-hmm. when we get that's when we all every at that point every year we always get a big like I guess bundle of, of superhero news and comic book sort of related things and um, so we've got uh, Ben Affleck or Batfleck as I like to call him denies rumours that he will no longer be playing the role of Batman. Uh, don't know what I think about that because he obviously has to say that when he's at yes. Comic Con. Uh, Pamela Adlin joins Bumblebee cast. The Skrulls will be in the Captain Marvel movie, which is due to be set in the nineties, and Nick Fury will have two eyes. Um, kind of raises a lot of questions already. Where is Captain Marvel? If this is going to be set yeah. in the nineties, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Loris Fishburne uh, join the cast of Ant Man. Pfeiffer is set to play the original Wasp. Uh, Janet Van Dyne and Fishbone will portray Giant Man. Uh, uh, Joe Russo says the Avengers Infinity War will be two and a half hours plus. Uh, Wonder Woman 2 gets a release date, which is the 13th of December 2019. Uh, Nick Ulferman is set to star in a musical, uh, Heart Speak Loud. Uh, I love Nick Ulferman. I, I, yeah. can't, I can't ever imagine him in a musical, so I'm finding that quite interesting. Uh, there was an awesome Justice League poster, uh, and we we posted it on Instagram and maybe Twitter as well, um, which may be my bet my favourite poster of the year. Um, Tim Burton's live action Dumbo adds Game of Thrones actor uh, Diobaya Opia. Is that how you say his name? I think so. I was waiting for you to get to get that bit. I think that's it. Aye. Uh, Warwick Davis uh, reunite, uh, reunites with Ron Howard for the new uh, Han Solo movie uh, and then out this week is The Big Sick Valerian and The Wall uh, just before we move on any of those new stories sort of jump out to you Ryan anything that interests you yeah there was a, a, a few um, that interest me The Scrolls was um, the kind of first one because that opens up a lot of possibilities for the Marvel um, Cinematic Universe and gives them a kind of way out if they want to reset things and 
mm. play about with characters. So that was like the the first thing that uh, jumped out at me. Um, other things that you've mentioned there, the obviously Nick Offerman is an interesting one for for that movie. Uh, we've just been uh, Sarah's never seen Parks and Rec before, oh. so we've been uh, watching them on Prime and. But we're, we're on past a bit where I've saw now, so like it's all fresh stuff to me. But like even she's saying like he's one of our, our favourite people now just because of it. Ron Swanson is the greatest man, fictional man, <laughs> in history. I love him so much. Yeah, he truly is. Um, yeah. Um, the last one was just the Justice League poster. Like it was just straight out of Kingdom Come. I think we both said that. that yeah. It was just like. I, I don't know, it was just a, a like brilliant poster. Um, so yeah, it's, those were the ones that were interesting to me. Especially if you've if you've read K- Kingdom Come, which I think mm-hmm. I mean if you're a, if you're a comic book fan, it, it's kind of one of those ones that's on the list, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. there's, there's like when when you f- sort of first start reading comics, the, and you start doing a little bit of in, sort of investigating and trying to educate yourself. Like there's like that maybe well, there's probably loads, but sort of maybe twenty comics that. People like you need to read these, and Kingdom Come would always be on, would be always be there, and just yeah, I I thought it looked great. I really liked it. Um, yeah, probably the same. The 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 Captain Marvel stuff with the scrolls, and obviously any time there's sort of a big sort of like intergalactic battle in the Marvel um, comics, the scrolls tend to be involved. Yeah, um, and. For just I'm just thinking because for anybody who doesn't know, like the scrolls can they pretty much take the the form of anyone they want. Is that right? Yeah. So, um, yeah and, can... and obviously, just what I said there about it being set in the nineties. It, it, what happens in this film? Because whereas Captain Marvel, if it was based in the nineties, now she spends a lot of time in space. Has she just been in space the whole time? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. So I'm interested. Maybe we'll find out how Nick Fury lost his eye as well. Yeah, I think we probably will, won't we? Yeah. Um, cool. So let us know again, guys. Any any news stories that you were interested in? Is there any news stories that we missed out that you felt we should have spoke about? Let us know, and we can maybe give you our opinion on them over Twitter or or whatever. Um, so we're we're going to move on to favourites. Do you want to talk about that? So as we do every week, we speak about some of our favourite things. Uh, this week, um, we took to Twitter to find out what you wanted us to speak about. Um, we were suggested by at Papa Doug to speak about um, our favourite sports movies. So I think we've came up with a fairly comprehensive list from what we've discussed already. Uh, so we'll just run through and pick out some of our favourite ones. Do you want to go first? Oh, yeah, I, I, guys, I've got, yourself, everyone. I, I've got twenty-two movies on my list. <laughs> I love a sports movie. I am, a, I am a sucker for a sports movie. Um, in terms of picking my favourite, I've narrowed it down to three. Mm-hmm. I could have had five on there. But <laughs> I've narrowed it down to three. <laughs> um, they all kind of, they all kind of, can have. Um, Touch on the same sort of subject, so maybe that's why they're they're my three favourites. But one's called The Express, which I is think a, I've heard that one. Which is about um, Ernie Davis, who was the first uh, African American player to win the Heisman Trophy. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Heisman Trophy is the most coveted individual trophy for college students who play American football. Um, it's quite a, it, it, it's obviously a quite a triumphant story in the terms that he's he is the first uh, black man to sort of overcome that sort of situation of only white people winning this trophy, and he, he obviously goes through a lot in the movie but it's very sad as well because he finds out he gets drafted to the Cleveland Browns um, but he has leukaemia and he actually passes away before he ever gets to play professional football so it's, it's a pretty sad story but it, obviously the the a nice story as well because of what how he's able to overcome all these sort of obstacles in his way to, to be the first Heisman Trophy winner um, the other one is 42 well, which is about Jackie Robinson, who's the first African American to play in the major baseball league. It's mm. actually got Chadwick Boseman in it. It's the first thing I ever saw him in. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. Harrison Ford's actually in this film as well. Mm. Um, he plays the the sort of I don't know if he's the owner or the the general manager of of the the Brooklyn Dodgers. And then I think this one I'm going to pick will be a, a favorite for a lot of people. Um, it would be Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, such a good film. Uh, obviously, it's Denzel Washington. Um, that girl's name that I can never pronounce. The one from Heroes is in it. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Aiden, um, Aiden. Panettiere, I think. It's... Yeah, she's she's the wee girl in it. Um, yeah, love that film. So good. I mean, obviously. Ryan Gosling's in it, and we we were sort of bigging Ryan Gosling up the last week. But um, as great as he is at driving and all the other stuff, he's a, an absolute liability at cornerback. <laughs> that's, that's what I remember the time. He's terrible. <laughs> he gets dropped. So nice. That's <laughs> true. Uh, I I I think um, remember the Titans. I've got um, on my list. Uh, I've not saw the other two. I've heard of Forty Two. Um, I was kind of semi interested in seeing that, but it was just one of those ones I I never got round to seeing. Uh, I don't hear the Express. So uh, how long ago was that? Out? Um, I've had it on Blu-ray for a while. Hmm. Probably I've had it on Blu-ray for maybe four or five years, but it might have come out before that. Okay. Uh, Dennis Quaid's in it. Dennis Quaid loves a true story, though, doesn't he? He's he's always in true story films. Yeah. Um, um, the day after tomorrow. Snap. I I I it's just a. I, I really enjoy it. I mean, I, for those of you who don't know, I'm a big American football fan. Um, this new season starting in September, so I can't wait for that. So, American football films in general. Well, I love watching. I love watching them. So, and I think just because for me personally, I get a little bit of history of the game with that film as well. It's probably why it's up there for me. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll just mention a couple. I, I don't have as many as Brian, unfortunately, um, out there. But yeah, I've, I've probably got a couple that I would have up there as being um, a couple of my favourites. Um, I'm not saying one or they're not the greatest of quality, but just ones that I enjoy. The first one, which I would probably say is, is Senna. Um, oh, I love I've that movie. Got, I've got that on my list. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and Rush uh, as well. I don't have Rush on my list. That's a, yeah. That's I don't a, have that mean actually. That's 
yeah, Rush is one of my favourites, but Senna is up there as what probably I would put in one of my top two at the moment. Again, this could this is all very interchangeable. Other one, which I think you probably will have in your list um, at some point on like the I don't know what number it is, but uh, is the replacements with old Keanu Reeves something about that film? I could just watch that like all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not the greatest I know, but it's just that I just find it really enjoyable. I, I don't have the replacements on my list, but you're right. <laughs> I'll add it to my list just now. Right, okay, you do that. There's too many films. Um, do you want to, you're probably better listing off some your the rest ones you've got, and I'll say any sure. ones I don't have. I'll go as quick as I can. Um, <laughs> A League of Their Own, Glory Road, The Rookie, Space Jam, Coach Carter, Major League, Dodgeball, Cool Runnings, which is my one of my fiance's favourite movies. Uh, Rocky, anyone you want, including Creed. Uh, well, not anyone. So five's terrible. Um, the Fighter, Raging Bull, Jerry Maguire, The Karate Kid, The Blind Side, Any Given Sunday, Moneyball. Moneyball's right up there for me. I love. Yeah. I'm a big Aaron Sorkin fan. Obviously, he wrote it, so uh, love that. Uh, Mighty Ducks, Happy Gilmore. That's my. That's the end of my list. But I've just added. Oh. I've added the replacement Senna and Rush, on on there as well. Uh, I have got a couple then that you've not mentioned um, so I've got uh, The Waterboy as well oh, see there's too many yeah <laughs> uh, We Are Marshall did you say that I don't That's... think I've seen We Are Marshall is that the one with uh, Matthew McConaughey aye I've not seen it yeah I really like that one that was good um, also had Mighty Ducks um, let's see what else uh, Warrior was another one for me oh yeah Warrior's brilliant with Joe Edgerton and Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, aye. Yeah. It's one of the few, like, I can't think of too many, like, MMA type style films, and it's like one of the few that, like, was actually good that, that has been out there. So, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's, that, that was my list. Everything else pretty much you've mentioned, I'd say the same as you. Like, Moneyball will be up there for me, is one of my favourites. I think everybody in it puts in, like, a really good performance. Um, it's one of our first sights is our sights of uh, old Chris Pratt on the big screen as yeah, well. I think yeah. as well, is it not? So yeah, it is. Yeah, he plays the he's sort of injured, mm-hmm. injured baseball player, and he moves him out of position. I I love Moneyball. Um, I think it's great. Um, yeah, a couple of ones from my childhood that that a league of their own from my childhood. I remember watching that as a kid, and I absolutely loved that film. Um, but it's, I just want to give a shout out to Space Jam and uh, Cool Runnings just because I don't know how many times I watched those films, <laughs> especially Space Jam. Like mm-hmm. I, I had it, I had it on video and I would watch it all the way through, and then once it got to the end, I would rewind it to the bit just before the basketball game started, and just <laughs> keep watching it and watching it. Um, it's a big Space Jam fan, um, and I think most people, if you don't, I'm going to say it. I probably shouldn't, but. If you don't like cool runnings, then you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm going to phrase because cool runnings is amazing. So, <laughs> like, I see pride. Oh, nice. Don't you think so? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll move on to our Twitter questions after that. Um, so, we've got first one is from uh, Benji R. Goodwin. And he says, can a failing movie franchise be saved, e.g. someone say the Fast and Furious franchise was saved, while others others would disagree? Um, first of all, I would say um, those who disagree are wrong. <laughs> like, 
and and I say that as someone who doesn't really like Fast and Furious movies. Like I, I go and watch them just because I've got a pass for the cinema, and so I go. But it, it has one hundred percent been saved, simply because I think I think I think Benji, who's or Ben, who's who's tweeted this question, would probably believe that they're saved as well. I'm just guessing, but just from what of what how I know Ben, I think that he would agree. Um. I think it's maybe like yeah, lots of people don't like the Fast and Furious movies, but they make st- stupid money, and so mm-hmm. they have definitely been saved in terms of the financial side of things. And I think they've got better as well. Um, I said I'm not the biggest fan of them, but they're they're easy to watch, and you sort of just go to the cinema, get a big drink of juice and a popcorn, and just shove popcorn in your face for two hours whilst you look at all the pretty colours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so myself as well. Like. Any movie franchise franchise can be saved. I yeah. think like there's there's none out there. Um, like with like the Fast and Furious, for example, anyone who had the misfortune of seeing Tokyo Drift knows that it can definitely get better. So um, I, I I'm the same. I don't particularly like the like the recent run of Fast and Furious movies they've had out, but they're definitely better than Tokyo Drift. So yeah, I, I think like any movie franchise can be saved. I've got like a wee list of ones that I think that have been saved um, okay. or improved compared to like what came before. So just like I'll run off some of them, see if you've got any ones you want to add or whatever. But um, Star Wars, like it wasn't yeah. failing as such, but like after the prequels, it had taken like a big hit and a lot of people had like lost, I think, a bit of faith in it. Um, Star Trek movies, Batman, Mission Impossible is a big one, I think. Yeah. Um, Jurassic Park, even like the third one, was not of the best of quality. Like, killed it, but I think for a lot of people that maybe killed it for them. And then Jurassic World just brought it back. Um, and even like what we were talking about earlier on, like James Bond's another one as well that yeah, was yeah, kind of on its way out with Pierce Brosnan. It's been resurrected. So I think any can, and I think like there's some franchises out there that need to get get their act together a wee bit, like. Um, Pirates and um, Transformers, like Terminator as well, is one that like kills me that it's doing so bad. But I think um, or even those ones that I'm mentioning, they can still be fixed if there's some changes made. Yeah, even even more recently, like we had Man of Steel, which I, I really enjoy. Man of Steel, I think it's a really good film, and then Batman v Superman, which is not as good, and then Suicide Squad, which is not as good as as that. And then all of a sudden we got this Wonder Woman movie that that fans love and, and critics love as well. Um, I know it's maybe too early to talk about saving the DCEU, but it certainly made people a lot more hopeful. But I think you're right with with the, a lot of the ones you listed, especially Pirates. I, I loved the first Pirates movie, and it's just it's fell off a cliff. Yeah, it, I just never bothered with the the last one there. I, it, just the they they were showing a little. They were they were doing that thing now. They do a lot of times instead of showing a trailer, they show a clip from the movie with with Captain Jack Sparrow on a boat with whoever the new guy is in the film. And I just found it so oh, terrible. I just I, I just so uninterested in this franchise now. But I, I agree with you. Any franchise can be saved because I think like most things, like like we are with most things, we're, we're very much a what have you done for me lately kind of like culture aren't we mm-hmm. so if if the next Transformers movie is incredible then we'll all be 
we'll be buzzing for it. We'll be wanting to see it again. So, yeah, I think I think we we can def all franchises can definitely be be saved. Um, but we'll move on. We'll move on to the next question. Okay, uh, you do that. <laughs> um, this one's from at Papa Doug. Uh, two mentions in the show this week, Papa. So, mm-hmm. and if you're wondering who's Papa, he is. He's everybody's Papa. Um, <laughs> uh, what are your feelings about the remaking of films, in particular classics like Ghostbuster, Carrie, uh, Mary Poppins, and Jumanji? Um, first of all, I think Mary Poppins is a sequel. I'm pretty sure it's a sequel, Mary Poppins. But I kind of get what you're saying. Like, if we, when I look at these films, not so much Carrie. Never watched that when I was a kid. <laughs> these these are like these are like they they border on that they're, they're more than just m- movies they're sort of memories if if that makes sense for a lot of people um, yeah. but for me I have no issues at all with movies being remade uh, I, I really don't um, when they said Ghostbusters was being me- remade um, didn't bother me I, I don't think Ghostbusters was as bad as a lot of people said it was Um there was there's a couple of scenes in it. There's a couple of bits in it I liked. Um, I certainly won't be buying it on Blu-ray, or, or I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. But I thought it was okay. Um, but yeah, I, I I sort of subscribe to that thing that if you'd remake a movie and it's terrible, I've still got the one I I watched before. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make the one before bad, and I, and I know a lot of people like, oh, it's ruined it, it's ruined, uh, it's ruined it for me, and I'm just like, well, why? I don't, I, I, it's, I know it's all personal, but I don't, I don't get that. I don't get why a, a a new bad movie can ruin the great one that you remember growing up. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but I don't. I'm hundred percent agree with it. I think it's just annoying more than anything. Like, I'm one of these people. I'd like to see them do something different as opposed to try to just do like a remake. And I get like why they do remakes because they're generally they'll make a lot of money and they're trying to recapture like what was made in the original and all that type of stuff. But I, th- I think it's really hard. And a lot of these movies, the likes of Ghostbusters, were like of their time to an extent, and they don't really work the, the same way. I don't think is is what they they do now. Um, Ghostbusters were obviously a lot bigger thing back in the day as well, so they don't really hit like the the same way as what they do now. And the new Jumanji movie, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like um, re or, again, I don't know if that's a sequel as well or what that is exactly in, in compared to the the first one. And I think it's what you're saying about like the memories type of thing is really true because with that, like it's with with that movie, it's. Robin Williams is like my memory of that one and so yeah. it's going to be hard to like again not try and compare the, the two of them and I think that's what you, you ultimately do is you end up comparing and it's like it's like if probably a bad um, analogy here but it's kind of like if you drop like a, a silent but violent fart in a room <laughs> okay like that smell that smells lingering there and you know it's there everybody in the room knows it's there and it's like that kind of that I don't, I don't get. I don't get that analogy. Like, <laughs> just that you know it's there. Like, so if if um, oh, like you know the, the movie, you know the movie, you know Ghostbusters, then you Ghostbusters there. Kind of like the Matrix. Yeah. So as much as you like, you you love the original. 
you're still going to have that association that they've created a new one and it was awful. Or well, again, I've not, I never saw that Ghostbusters, so I can't speak for that. But just as a general example, if if the remake was a bad remake, but, then you've got yeah, that kind of association. Yeah. Now I get what you said, like you, you, you're aware that it's still there, but I just think like Ghostbusters is one of my favourite films. Like mm-hmm. we're having, uh, we're getting we're getting married next month, which you're coming to Ryan, I believe. Is that true? We'll see. <laughs> see how you feel. If I'm getting my plane chicken, I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and and so like we we've named our tables after movies, and we sort of picked five each. And Ghostbusters is one of the move, the tables names that I picked just because, like, I I love that. Do you know how you get some movies and you you love it as a kid, and you you go to. But then you watch it when you're old and you're like, well, that's not as good as that. That's no, that's not how I remembered that film being. You kind of wish you never watched it again. But I, I've watched Ghostbusters so many times as an adult, and I love it. I love it even more because there's there's jokes in there that I never got when I was when I was eight. Yeah. It's just a it's a great sort of action movie. It's a great comedy, and so they could make as many remakes of Ghostbusters as possible. And I just don't think I would be. It would never uh, like take away from my enjoyment of the original. Yeah, and I think like the thing with it as well is like some remakes do work. But if you think of a lot of the Disney movies that we've got recently, although it's like a live action remake, they're still like remakes of the original. And yeah, again, yeah. although they they're still the same kind of stories, like the like some like the uh, Jungle Book, for example. Like I loved that movie. Yeah. That was like one of my favourites of the year. Great film. So they can work, but it's just kind of hit or miss. But when they start talking about it, I'm always a bit hesitant and I'm uh, a bit fearful that they might cause something that makes me associate my beloved film with something that's going to be bad. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, and my last question is from uh, at Leaps F, who asks, it's a rainy Sunday afternoon, you have a few hours to kill and can put on any film. What do you choose? She's got hashtag Jurassic Park, hashtag day after tomorrow. Um, I would pick Jurassic Park. Like I know, yeah. I know, I don't think the Twitter question is asking either one of these two. I think it's just I think that Sleep's just saying that's what she would maybe pick. But uh, Jurassic Park is my all-time favorite movie, so I would put that on all the time. Yeah, uh, I think. It'd be one of the movies. I've got like a wee list of like what like a certain selection of movies that I'd probably put on. But yeah, <clears throat> Jurassic Park is one of those like ultimate rainy day ones that I think you can sit down and watch like at any point, and it's always enjoyable and it's just kind of timeless to an extent. So yeah, uh, like, yeah, and like any good movie, it's really quotable as well. Mm-hmm. Like um, obviously, clever girl, like just <laughs> shooter. I love it. It's so good. Um, I love dinosaurs when I was growing up as well, so like I also had, I did a bunch of like books about dinosaurs and stuff. So I, I remember that it's, it's, and the special effects they still hold out, and obviously not as as good as what we thought they were when we first saw it. But it's the first film I were watching and remember being like blown away with how incredible something looked, especially the scene with the triceratops and he's sort of like it's like the doctor, what's his name. Not Dr. Malcolm, the other one. Um, Grant? Yeah, Dr. Grant is sort of like lying on its sort of stomach. Yeah. And it's breathing and stuff, and it's just, it's really uh, such a good film. Other than that, I mean, I, th- I would throw in on any of the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. Just, I like, a lot of times I like watching movies that are 
the movies I watch over and over again are, are the easier ones to watch where I don't have to like I'm not going to sit down and watch the Shawshank Redemption <laughs> that often you know it's a fantastic movie and every I think I recommend everyone should watch it but it's not something you're watching over and over again or at least yeah. I'm not I'm not anyway <laughs> I've got a, a few others in for myself that um, I would stick on. I think the last will probably be a bit of a strange choice, I think, for most people, but it's the movies I enjoy. But So I had Jurassic Park, any of the Lord of the Rings movies, but particularly The Two Towers. I could sit and watch them at any point. Um, Empire Strikes Back, The Avengers, and then my last two was Interstellar. Like, I just, because wow. that one's like really complex and I don't know, it's just one of these films I can just sit down and, like, focus on for however long it's on. Um, and then the last one's Zodiac. I don't know if you've oh, seen that. Oh, man, I have seen Zodiac. Yeah. Like, see, just that, that's too heavy for me. Like, <laughs> Zodiac, and Zodiac's great, and, like, Robert Downey Jr., it's Junior, Robert Downey Jr., Ruffalo, and Gyllenhaal, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I might want to see that cinema, and it's a good, really good film, but I don't know if I could just sit and just watch that. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I've got like I've. I'm pure interested, Billy, like all that type of stuff, and I, I just think the way the, the movie's put together and everything, it's just really well done. It's just a game of these films that I can just sit and just watch any time it's on. I'll like I'll kind of if it's like if it was on film four or whatever, I'd go out my way to try and watch it if I could. So, um, yeah, that's again as I say, I know they are not probably conventional um, movie choices for a rainy day, but those are my main. Yeah, no, I mean, some of them, yeah, like, it's probably when you mentioned Empire Strikes Back, generally, start any, other than the prequels, any of the Star Wars films I could probably sit and watch, or you mentioned Love the Rings as well, and specifically The Two Towers, which is, I'm, I'm the same as you, I think that's the best one, especially the last sort of hour, hour and 15 yeah. minutes. Um, Elm's Deep, so yeah, good. It's, yeah, it's amazing. I love the wee bit when it's like Aragon and, and Legolas, and they're like talking in is it elvish yeah and he's just like oh, all these people are going to die and then like aragon just like snaps back in english it's like well i'll die with them like sort of thing i just i love that scene mm -hmm. i love i love big aragon he's the best um anyway sort of detracting there but um yeah thanks very much for the questions guys we'll, we'll be sure to ask you again through the week if any you've got any more that we would really love to gives us something to talk about which we appreciate um also if if you guys have asked the questions or listening to this then hit us up on Twitter and let us know what your answers would be um, but that, that's us for today I think have we went, how, how long have we been talking today I think we maybe went over yeah just over an hour oh. over an hour and five minutes alright cool anyway um, again thanks for, thanks for listening uh, if you have been uh, follow us on Twitter follow us on Instagram comment like if you again the, the three things that we're on just now are podcast.com uh, tune in on iTunes if you've got us and if you're listening on either of them um, like comment these things help us to hopefully grow so we would appreciate that um, and just yeah be in touch thanks for listening Ryan do you want to say anything no cheers <laughs> nah. see you later nah. <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening guys take care bye bye